This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vouchers, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and as always, I'm joined by Yo Sam Joe. <laughs> I couldn't help but blowing raspberries right there, Jen. You get it? Get it? Yes, I get it. I get it. It's very in line with what we're talking about today, which are the Razzies. The Golden Raspberry Awards, okay? It is, you know, award season, right? It's in full swing. We just had the Golden Globes, had the Screen Actors Guild Awards, and the Oscars are also coming up. But today, we want to focus on a less talked about award show. The NT Oscars. Yeah, so-called the NT Oscars. The ugly stepsister of the Oscars. The very ugly stepsister. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it started as a show honouring the worst in cinema. Uh, It's a parody of the Academy Awards, of course. And winners received this golf ball-sized raspberry on a Super 8mm film reel, spray-painted with gold. And they they value it at, get this, $4.97. USD, uh, so it's a bit more expensive. (laughs) I could buy you a meal, maybe. Yes. (laughs) Can't eat McDonald's. Yeah, and a raspberry, of course, refers to the irreverence of blowing a raspberry, which is the sound that I just made, mm-hmm. right? Like, sounds like you're having a fart, uh, and a very good one at that. So it's the 40th anniversary this year. Can you imagine of, of the Razzies? Yeah, I mean, it's been so long. I did not realise, you know. Mm. I, I I always thought, like, it was... I don't know, I just didn't realise that it's been 40 years, I yeah, guess. 40 years of celebrating the worst. Yeah, in- just the <laughs> worst actresses and actors, worst movies. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to happen on April 24th this year, just before the Oscars on April 26th. They tend to just take place right, like, one or two days before. They love doing that, yeah. It's a Razzie tradition, you know, so that they can get, like, all the publicity they can get. Because after the Oscars, who cares, right? Who cares, right, yeah. So today we'll talk about, you know, the brief history of the Razzies, and then we'll go into, like, the famous alumni who've won a Razzie, (laughs) and, like, celebs who've actually gone to the ceremony to accept their award, right? which is there's actually quite a few A-listers who've been in person to accept their resi in person yeah I've been very sporting yeah and then we'll go into the nominees this year is pretty notable this year and then we'll just go into our own thoughts you know are the resi still relevant why do they matter you know and who we personally would want to give a resi to if we could yes okay we can't wait to get there so Sam Joe, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the history Sure, we have to go all the way back to 1981, all right, when UCLA film graduate and, you know, film industry veteran now, John J.B. Wilson and his friend Mo Murphy, all right. Wilson apparently had one of his potluck parties on Oscar night, you know, they have all those viewing parties, right, in L.A., and he had a very impromptu random award ceremony in his living room after that. Mm-hmm. He asked all the attendees, there were about, what, three dozen of them, to vote on the worst films you know, off that season. Mm-hmm. And it was a complete makeshift affair. Imagine the podium was like made out of cardboard, you know, and the microphone was basically a broomstick. Sounds the- like a fun party. La. Yeah, essentially. It's, it sounds like something we would do, you know, when we are kids and everything. Mm-hmm. I remember my cousins and I would pretend to be newscasters back in the day as well. So yeah, that was how it started. And the first worst picture slash worst screenplay went to a musical comedy which Wilson himself had just watched, Can't Stop the Music. This is a pseudo-biography of the village people and it was a box office flop. Yeah, so, I don't remember this movie. Yeah, I think <laughs> Never it, was, heard about it. it was before we were all born. So, yeah. you know, but it has the dubious honour of 
being awarded the first worst picture ever. And the first worst director was Robert Greenwald because he directed Xanadu. Mm. Xanadu is, of course, like, you know, that Oliver Newton-John classic. It's a musical. Mm. It eventually became a stage musical Mm -hmm. on Broadway and everything. Uh, And the music is really good. I personally love Xanadu. Uh, but I guess for many reasons It was awarded the worst director <laughs> Yeah, for many reasons it got a Razzie and, and then, you know, things just picked up momentum You know, local press started paying attention uh, And actually covered it And attendance the next year get this doubled And then wow. the third year doubled again Wow, okay, so it like quadrupled I, I, I'm a man. I think so. <laughs> One of those things, you know, quadruple, triple, like one of those. And then eventually, during the fourth ceremony, CNN and some wire services decided to cover it. Mm. And the rest, as they say, is history. Lah. Because, you know, hey, once you get mainstream media covering it, mm. it's kind of like almost legitimizing it, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's like kind of, as you said, the ugly stepsister, right? It's like deliberately low-end, deliberately really tacky. And deliberately is like, a, it's the tacky Oscars, basically. It's like, who sucks the most? Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because he actually has, Wilson actually has 1,000 over members of this Golden Raspberry Foundation to vote on the films they don't like. So it's, it's kind of like how the Oscars decides on the winners as well but you know it's a it's they have a, a big panel. group yeah big group of uh, people yeah but Wilson has insisted that you know the Razzies don't come from a place of hatred even though it's been dubbed the anti-Oscars <laughs> I know you have feelings about this but he personally feels that the Oscars just takes itself too seriously that is true though yeah that is true and of course, a lot of Hollywood A-listers have not been spared the dubious honour of being nominated slash awarded a Razzie, right? Sam Joe? Yeah. I mean, we talk about big names in Tinseltown like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. He has 20 nominations. I think he leads the pack currently. Yes. Um, and he has won for movies like even some of the Rambo and Rocky movies. Can you imagine? Okay, but to be honest, there are a lot of Rocky and Rambo movies. Too many. So, yeah, I mean, he's definitely got an Oscar for, for those before, but one of them is bound to get a Razzie, lah. I think, mm. especially when you're an action star, when mm. sometimes the attention is paid on, you know, more of your movement rather than your actual acting, mm. right? Mm. Uh, he also won for films like Rhinestone and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Madonna is the other one. Back in the day when she did a lot of acting. Yeah, like she at one point did try to be a film star. Mm. Actually, a lot of pop stars have tried to become film stars. Mm, recently, yeah. Lady Gaga. Definitely. Yeah. See her appearing in more and more movies. Mariah Carey, Glitter, you know. Oh. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that. That is another uh, Razzie alum. Okay, she, yeah, I know that. Yeah, but Madonna has won for many things like Shanghai Surprise, Who's That Girl, Body of Evidence, uh, Swept Away. Tied with Britney Spears in Crossroads. Yes, that was the year. Both of them, Britney and Madonna. And then they came out with a hit song together. So hey, yeah, laughing now. Really? And they <laughs> kissed at MTV Awards. Yeah. Not sure if anybody remembers that. Mm, I remember. Is it MTV or VMAs? It was a VMAs. MTV okay. VMAs, basically. Okay, okay, okay. That was hot. That was pretty hot. That yeah. was great. That was a great Britney Spears performance. <laughs> And some sporting celebs who have actually turned up in person to accept their awards include the really dubious uh, Bill Cosby, who oh, has yeah. uh, is now in jail because he's been outed as a sexual predator. So um, I think he won for what is it, Leonard Part Six? Uh? What is this movie? I also haven't seen it. I mean, this was back in 1987. So in 1988, he was awarded the worst picture, worst actor, worst screenplay for this. Wow. Three awards. Wow. And um, he was actually the first to accept, Mm -hmm. you know, an actual Golden Raspberry trophy on Fox's The Late Show. Oh. Yeah, that started somewhat of a trend because like, you know, a few years later, uh, 
1996, Paul Verhoeven, um, he's this Dutch guy, he won for Worst Director and Worst Picture for Showgirls. Okay. Uh, which is very illustrious Razi alum, apparently. Showgirls has a lot of awards. And then um, Ben Affleck's another one. Ben Affleck, I mm. remember this. You know, he had he acted in a lot of films, especially in the noughties. And in 2004, he was nominated for th- Worst Actor <laughs> in three films. Not one, not two, but three. He did Daredevil, Paycheck, and the Jennifer Lopez classic, <gasps> Geely. Yes, Benefer, Benefer. That's how the whole Benefer thing Guys, started. seriously, go and watch um, Jennifer Lopez's... Um, Jenny on the block and Ben Affleck's in it kissing her butt like it's it's a classic Ooh, that was also hot and many, questionable many many hot moments many hot moments um, but I think one of the most iconic celebrities mm. who actually accepted the award in person at the ceremony mm-hmm. was Halle Berry was it the year she also won for Monsters Ball? No, this was a few years after she won for Monsters Ball. She won the Oscar and she went on stage. She was like, oh my she God. Was, she was like, yeah, she was the first black woman ever, I think, to win the Best Actress for Oscar. Yeah, so that was a very iconic moment. And, you know, and rightfully so, she was emotional on stage. Mm-hmm. And so get this, in 2005, when she picked up the Worst Actress Razzie for Catwoman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm laughing because I watched the movie and I remember her trying to behave like a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also that role is very hard to follow after Michelle Pfeiffer. La, so. True, it's yeah. true. Michelle Pfeiffer really hit it, uh, like, you know... Out of the park, as they Out say. of the park, yeah. And yeah. there's also Sandra Bullock, who won, I think, the same year she won the Oscar. Yes, that yes. was the year she won the Academy for Award for The Blind Side. The Blind Side, yes. Which is a movie that I did watch. I quite liked it. I loved it. Um, there's, she won the, the worst actress, the, the Razzie, basically, for All About Steve. Yeah. And then she like I think she really went to collect it right before she went to the Oscars, like right like a few days before the Oscars happened. There are also songs who have not been spared the Red Z and one of them I really do not understand is Aerosmith's I Don't Wanna Miss a Thing for nineteen ninety eight film Armageddon. I don't wanna close my eyes. I don't wanna fall asleep cause I miss you, babe. And I don't wanna miss a thing. Guys, why is this song bad? Dream Okay. Maybe that was why, because he's screaming. Because he screamed. It's such a classic song. It is. It's a classic song. Why is it why is it bad? I mean like I mean like why is it bad? I think I know why. Because it it probably got to the point where it was like so overexposed, that song. Yeah. It received so much airplay. Yes. In in light of the Armageddon movie. And it's like Despacito, you just you just end up hating it. Right. And then there was the added publicity, you know, because like uh What's his name? Steve Tyler mm-hmm. from Aerosmith was Liv Tyler's Dad. father. And Liv Tyler was in the Armageddon movie. So, yeah. you know, they kind of appear in the same video and everything. I think they probably caught on to the fact that it was, some people found it too cheesy. Like, even now when you sing it in karaoke, don't get me, it's a classic. And it's I a love, classic. And I love to sing it, as you can tell, Jen and yes. I. I, think I mean, did. look, cheesy songs are great to sing in the karaoke, man. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? Why else would we sing Touch My Body in the karaoke? Because it's cheesy and we love it. Yes, exactly. Why else would we sing, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, which also won a Razzie in which is 2002. What a classic song, man. Worst song. Yeah, but poor Britney, uh, you know, hashtag free Britney. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, actually. Anyway, you can't please everyone with songs, but there's a good reason, I guess, why the category was retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1999 then they brought it back briefly in 2002 then there's no more such category uh, for the Razzies anymore 
All right. Now, if you're enjoying this episode of your favorite pop culture podcast, don't forget to find us on our podcast channel. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Some of our episodes are also on YouTube, so don't forget to check those out too. All you have to do is to search for hashtag pop vultures. Tell all of your friends about us, like us, rate us, and subscribe. All right. Now, back to our show. Okay, so back to talking about the Razzies. Now we're going to the nominees this year. I think the one that everyone saw coming was the film Music by music. Sia. Oh, wrong music. Uh. No, wrong, not, not that, that one. one. <laughs> it's the film Music oh, by Sia. Um, oh, that one. Yes, this is the, the movie that got super a lot, a lot of bad press even before it was released mm. because it... Um, it basically featured Maddie Ziegler. So, you know, like in that uh, chandelier video, the yes. dancer in that video is Maddie Ziegler, right? So, from then on, she sort of became Sia's muse and she has appeared in a lot of Sia's projects. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's about a girl who's autistic. So, they got Maddie Ziegler who doesn't actually have autism uh, to play this role. So, people were already like, hey, why don't you find somebody find somebody who actually has experience with this with this sort of um, condition, right? And then um, she also, Sia tried to like reach out to the autistic, uh, I think, I cannot remember what the foundation was, but she reached out to this foundation that has actually been criticised by a lot of autistic people, that it's like a lot of its ideas are not in line with what autistic people feel are the most beneficial to them and they feel that it's a bit harmful. So it's already been criticised a lot. It's been and by critics like critics actually say like they feel angry that they have been made to watch this movie mm, mm. right they, they, they were made to give this movie a review and there are a lot of like bright flashes and colours like mm. you know throughout the film which are very unfriendly um, mm, mm. to autistic people because a lot of them have epilepsy mm-hmm. um, Sia got very defensive apparently and like anyway she's been somewhat cancelled over um, this film over yes. this film and you know I, I guess that's why it got Four Razzie nominations, including Worst Picture slash Director. As and well as Acting Knots for Maddie Ziegler and Kate Hudson, who is also in the film. Yeah, because Guilty by Association. Yeah, Kate Hudson was also nominated for a Golden Globe for this exact film, but okay. Oh, she was? She was, she was, yeah. Did she win? No, she didn't. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't think any award show dare to give anything to music. To music, lah. Hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Glenn Close. Right. For Hillbilly Elegy. Yes. She's up for Worst Supporting Actress. But get this. She's also nominated for an Oscar for the very same role. For Best Supporting Actress, yes. What's up with that? Jen? Exactly. But I think it's like people see Glenn Close and they nominate. It's like Meryl Streep sneezes and she gets like an Oscar. Like, right, right. It's like in that same vein. But Correct. a so lot nice. of critics have hated on Hillbilly Elegy. But yeah. Glenn Close doesn't have an Oscar yet. She doesn't, exactly. So I really hope she gets but an she Oscar. But she's been nominated a lot. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She's like one of those, like it's People, so, so elusive, you know, like yeah. Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like um Amy Adams. Amy Adams, by the way, also in Hillbilly Elegy. Right, right. She doesn't have an Oscar? She doesn't have an Oscar. Oh my god. Nominated goodness. a lot of times, no Oscars. Yeah. Well, well, well. Yeah. Um, well, someone who is no stranger to Oscars, Anne Hathaway, is also up for a Worst Actress Razzie for two films, mm-hmm. Rodell's The Witches, mm-hmm. and The Last Thing He Wanted, which apparently was a Netflix flop. 
Is it? I've never heard about it. Exactly. Hence, yeah. flop. Uh, <laughs> and, but can we talk about how poor thing Anne Hathaway is, I feel? Because she, she gets can't catch a break. Yeah. yeah, she can't catch a break. Like, you know, she acts in something, then people say that, you know, she deserves a Razzie. She does a really good job. She gets an Oscar and people are like, oh, she's too cocky. She's too... She's like, wants it too much. Right? Yeah. She wants it too much. She's, yeah. she's too obvious with her desires. So yeah. she got like, hated a bit. Like, I have to say, I was jumping on the Anne Hathaway hate train for a little bit there. But mm. you know, I mean, it's like, now I'm, I'm over it, la, honestly. I just feel like, yeah, la, she wants an Oscar. It's not that big of a deal. Life has dealt her some really rough patches, like having to host the Academy Awards with James, James Franco. Franco. <laughs> <laughs> it's really like a one-man show and James Franco was just like drunk the whole time. <laughs> drunk or high, we'll, we'll never know. We'll never know. Probably both. So after talking so much about the Razzies, I want to ask you one question, Jen. Do you feel like the Razzies even matter? Like, you know, and like, what place do the Razzies have in this world? Like, you know, when you have all these other proper awards, like, why should we care about the Razzies? I mean, like, I guess it can be fun. Like, it can be fun to, because, you know, ultimately, award shows are a bit egoistical. Mm. Like, it's always about, it's like about celebrating yourselves, you know, it's like Hollywood celebrating themselves. So it can be fun to have a place where people are like, just knocking down this celebrities a pack, you know, knocking down these people who who work in this extremely glossy, extremely self-centered industry a pack. Yeah. You know, and just be like, yo, that was a bad film you did, or that was a bad performance you put up. And if you can take a joke, I guess it's fine. But the yeah. thing is like, at least for me, over the years, it just seems like the Razzies have gotten a bit mean-spirited. How so? And I mean like Isn't it all in good fun? I, I feel that it can skew a bit misogynistic sometimes. Oh. There's like a trend, I think, of nominating actresses in who are doing their best in bad films. Like, um, mm, I see what you mean. Yeah, or like nominating actresses because maybe you don't like the style of their performance, but, but like those performances may have gone on to have great acclaim. Like Shelley Duvall in The Shining, which is went on to become like a classic performance, right? Right, and right. Then, the Shining was actually nominated for Worst Picture in the first ever Razzies. But it's like one of those classic horror movies now. And yeah. then, um, you know, things like... Um, nominating Dakota Johnson for Fifty Shades, for example, because Fifty Shades is the kind of movie that people love to hate, right? Because it's like, oh, based on like erotic novel written by a woman, that kind. And okay, genuinely, Fifty Shades is not not a good book and probably not a great movie. But like, I've watched that movie. Dakota Johnson is the least disagreeable thing about that movie. Mm. If anything, I would say the guy who acts as, what, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Um, the guy who acts as Mr. Grey is worse. But like, so, but somehow, you know, Dakota Johnson gets the hit. Like, and then, even just things like, the very first worst actress in the resi was Brooke Shields for Blue Lagoon. Mm. Which like, I've watched that movie. It is disturbing. Because Brooke Shields is a teenager and she is so sexualized in that movie. So like, you know, instead of focusing on the fact that this is a teenage girl being given a part that is ultra-sexualized to do, and this sexualization has followed Brooke Shields all her life, right? I think it's clearly affected her in some ways. Because later on, she went on to do that Calvin Klein jeans ad and it was just like... So it's like, instead of focusing on the bigger issue at hand, which is like, 
this woman has clearly been given a role that is extremely inappropriate mm-hmm. and this industry has like chewed her up but they just sort of pile on the head you know so I feel like there's a bit of a and then also nominating Britney Spears for Fahrenheit 9-11 which is a documentary as herself yes as herself she was right. in it for 15 seconds and she got a resi right right it's, and that period of time, it was like early 2004, 2005. It was that period of time where Britney was going through a really, really difficult time, going through like a mental breakdown. And people were just jumping on the train to hit on her, right? So it, to me, sometimes it can feel like piling on. Uh. Right, it's almost like they were adding salt to the wound deliberately mm. and mm. they were doing it as a publicity stunt. Like, right? wow, see, everybody hates Britney now. Let's go hit on her. Right, Also, right. to me, okay, so the thing is with the Razzies, right? If you pay money, you can vote. You can pay money to become a member and vote in it. So anybody can do it. So it's like, sure, you can say it democratizes the process. So like everybody has a chance to vote for it, for the Razzies. But at the same time, it's like it does take away any element that there might be some level of professional criticism of these people's works, right? Right. But yeah. I think that's the whole point of the Razzies. It's not supposed to be professional. Mm. Like, you know, John Wilson himself has said many times, he's given many interviews about the Razzies and he said that it's for the average movie goer. Like, you know, and it's not supposed to be taken so seriously. Is the whole point is, you know, the fact that the Academy Awards is like a balloon and the Razzies is like the hat pin to that balloon. They're purposely there to stir up the pot and, to, and to burst the bubble. Like, you know, it's to mm-hmm. serve as that counterpoint, that reality check mm-hmm. to, you're right, that glossy industry that, oh, we're all perfect and everything. Like, you know, yes, look at us with our plastic surgery. <laughs> And you know, Oscar campaigns and wonderful gowns. Yeah, yeah I you know do. what I mean. I get what I get what you're saying. But I will say, I think I would I would personally argue that the Razzies, I mean, definitely has its problems with misogyny and everything through the years. But I would argue that it still has a place. Mm-hmm. I like that it reminds us how subjective art and mm. film in general can be. You know, mm-hmm. like people can be nominated for an Oscar and a Razzie at the same time. For like the same roles. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, I think of, I always think back to Meryl Streep in The Iron Lady, unpopular opinion coming up. Yeah. But I don't think she should have won an Oscar for that. I don't think that's unpopular. I think a lot of people don't think she should have won an Oscar. Oh, really? That. Okay, yeah. well. It's not one of the better performances. Well, why why were all of you clapping back then? <laughs> Hello? Stick <laughs> offense. TBH is not her best performance. It wasn't. Yeah, definitely wasn't deserving. And like, you know, she crowded out a lot of the other very deserving nominees that year, unfortunately. I don't think it's her fault, but I do think that there's something to be said about hurt mentality sometimes. Mm. So, you know, when people just go up, like, oh, this film critic and that film critic. Uh, and like, oh, it it's stars. Meryl Streep. Let's give her an Oscar. Exactly. She needs a nomination, you know. So I I personally feel, um, okay, the Razzies may not be the most accurate and spot on the entire time. Like, you know, some some... Critics have called it like lazily inaccurate, dim-witted, it's too obvious, like, you know, and they've made a lot of misjudgments through the years. Like we talked about um, The Shining and we talked about Dakota Johnson. Just because Fifty Shades was hated as a movie, a deplorable project doesn't mean that Dakota did a bad job in that film. She was actually quite charming in it, to be honest. So what if, what if you did the best you could with a terrible project? Exactly. Should you be punished for it? Mm. No, right? So, yeah, I feel like the Razzies, I don't know, we shouldn't be taking it so seriously anyway. Just don't forget it's a parody, but use it also as an opportunity to question our own biases and our own assumptions. Mm. Like, should Meryl Streep get nominated so many times? Or... Just because you have won an Oscar before, like Halle Berry, does it mean you know you're gonna be perfect in Catwoman? No. So I or, like it that yeah. it's a timely reminder to kind of like check ourselves. Mm. 
and some box office flops on the flip side have gone on to be such cult classic. Exactly. Right? I mean, we talked about Mariah's Glitter earlier. Yes. It's obviously not the best film <laughs> out there, but hashtag justice for Glitter. They have- In Mariah's fandom, if you actually rewatch it, there are some little gems like, you know... That pepper that movie, and it has it brought us some really great music. So and at the, the end of the day, it's a musical film, like The so. Shining, for example. You know, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and um, Joe Schumacher's Batman and Robin back in the day also got a Razzie. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like it was a great superhero film. I, okay, I wouldn't say it was great. It was very campy and everything, but because it was so campy, like Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. you know that costume and the aesthetic mm. of that mm. era mm. has come back in in different forms and like you know we can, we learn to appreciate the fashion for instance we learn to appreciate um, the very cheesy lines which have mm. gone on to become memes mm. so I don't know I feel like I feel like when it comes to film it's just so subjective that you know who are we to say that no this is a good film or no this is a bad film so having said all of that yeah who would you give a Razzie to if you could yeah, because this is pop vultures, right? Yeah, we, we cover everything, right? Don't need Hollywood. Mm. Don't need Hollywood, right? It can be Asian, can be local. Yeah, okay, we can give golden raspberries. We can mm. give golden wolfberries. Yes. <laughs> like, okay, can I, like, of all time or just last year? Just, uh, why don't we say of all time? <laughs> yeah, of all time. Because I can't say I've watched a lot of movies in the past year. I've been so busy. Um, but of all time... Can it be extended to television? Jen? Yes, sure, sure. Let's just give whoever whoever you want. Okay, the Pop Vultures Golden Wolfberries Award goes to. Uh, can I say Jeanette? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but not sorry at the same time because can we talk about how when she first made her debut or like one of her earlier shows yes, was in Holland Village? Sing sing. Yes, as more Sing Sing, and she was she the dim witted like, sister. Dim witted sister. Um, and everyone was like, oh, that's really impressive. Like, she's really convincing in the role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, wow, she's the one to watch. Like, you know, she's one of the seven princesses and everything. And then she acted in another film and another film. And of course, The Little Nonya, which is super famous. She has a lot of projects. And we were like, she is still playing her Holland V character in the way she speaks. She's like, uh... Like, there's something very strange about her speech. Um, I, I get what you're saying, yes. Yeah, but, uh, Jeanette, all fans, please don't come for me. I'm not saying that she's terrible or whatever, but I do think that in her journey as an actress, I would have liked to see more growth, you know, in her journey as an actress. Mm. Uh, and this is coming from a very, like, average TV viewer point of view. You may disagree with me, um, but Jen, what do you think? I mean, she has had a lot of criticisms over the years, la, so I'm not... I like, like, I'm not surprised oh, that, that you bring her up. Yeah, yeah, I think she deserves at least one or two Razzies slash Wolfberries. Mm-hmm. What about um, you, Jen? Who would you give a Razzie slash Wolfberry to? I like... Okay, honestly, man, I'm going to get so much hate for this. I don't get the love for Lee Min Ho. I don't get it. Like Lee Min Ho? Look, Lee he's... Lee Min Ho of yes. Etzakatanao fame? Yes. <laughs> he's He's cute. Like, he's really good-looking. I get it. He's really good-looking. He was in, like, a bunch of stuff, and he's good. But he's... He, to me, I never get... Like, I never find him compelling on screen. And it might just be to me, because clearly he has a a lot of fans. So Mm -hmm. it might just be to me, but I never find him compelling on screen. I always find it a bit generic. I always find it like he's playing a good-looking something, you know? 
mm. like a good looking mm. prince mm. or a good looking cop yeah. or a good looking uh you know somebody lah right? right like a good looking uh, high school boy right. like so or a really good looking rich person like it's just maybe his looks it might be that his looks have somewhat stereotyped him or his roles and yeah I just never feel like challenged by his roles or his or his performance you know right. which man I'm gonna get so much hate for saying this but yeah I, I said what I said man I don't okay. love I don't love him it's okay you get cancelled by Lee Minho fans I get cancelled by Jeanette's fans yeah, but I agree with what you said about very attractive actors being like boxed into you know attractive yes. roles which is why I appreciate that Leonardo DiCaprio even though he's so handsome and everything he has never he hasn't shied away from like uglifying himself like you know okay, I, I you're just it. you are just trying to bait me into saying <laughs> yes, this look I, I will always you. tell I always tell you I really really did not like Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant I also did not like The Revenant as a film like look it's technically really great and technically all brilliant and stuff it was like filmed with natural light I get it but like I walked out of that movie and I was just like, this is painful. Okay, like, why it was so blatant, like, I won an Oscar, so now I'm going to get mauled by a bear and then I'm going to be miserable and my son dies, I'm going to climb out a mountain with blood spilling out of me, I'm going to get into a horse that is dead for warmth. And I was just like, dude, Leo, calm down. Like, fine, we'll give you the Oscar. And he did get it. And I'm just like, it was such a painful performance to watch. It was so self-flagellating. It was so like, let me torture myself so I would get an award. It's not that he's a bad actor. I just really did not like him in The Revenant. Wait, so I don't get it. Do you not like the film? <laughs> I also did not... I also did not like the film. Okay, I also did not like the film. Just it was everything. It was just like, oh my god. Okay. Okay, we are gonna have to agree to disagree there because I thought he did a fantastic job, and Leo is one of those people, you know, where the Oscar was always eluding him up to that point, and I thought that was very well deserved. He should have won it for once upon a time in Hollywood. Sure, okay. but I do feel like his whole body of work speaks for itself, and I don't. He's think- not a bad actor. I thought, I thought he was quite phenomenal in The Revenant. So I would have to disagree with you there. I think maybe the aircon in the cinema wasn't cold enough for you that night. Maybe that's why you couldn't empathise. No, it was very cold. Thank I'm you. cold all the time. <laughs> and I'm hot. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we hope you enjoyed this episode on the Razzies. We just thought we'd give you uh, an alternative spin on award season since mm-hmm. we've talked about... Oscars and Star Wars before let's talk about the Razzies okay um, tell us what you think do you think some people shouldn't have gotten Razzies who would you give a Razzie to mm-hmm. do you agree with Jen's picks and my picks let us know feel free to write to us at podcast at sbh.com.sg or yosemjo at sbh.com.sg you can reach me at jenlee at sph.com.sg or you can slide into my DMs at jenleewrites on Instagram. Till next time, she's Jen. He's Sam Joe. And we are Pop, Pop Vultures. Thank you for listening. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.